Dogs, swab the decks and hoist the sails. The guns on board be needed some proper manning. Pieces of eight and a fine wench on your arm. If you work, be not too shoddy. Careful not to flounder too badly, though, or you may have to dance the hemp and jig. As we see you to Davy Jones, the Jeffy, my boy, on with the show. Well, shiver me timbers. To our listeners from across all regions of the planet, welcome once again aboard the Robin Hood, flagship to the world's one and only cooperatively inspired charity podcast network, WPRPN. Live streaming today from under sporadically sprayed South Korean skies, you're listening to episode 115 of Pirate Radio Podcasts. I'm your host, as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Still battling my way through a bad case of food poisoning, let's hope I actually manage to make it through the full 90-minute conversation with Drew Lima. An artist and published author, He's also the driving force behind Sons and Daughters of Liberty, an independent, open-source, online, live-streaming intelligence node. Hopefully, adding up to a little more than just the wild ramblings of yet another chaotic mind, this week's exchange with Drew aims to reveal his views on a variety of topics and issues, ranging from current events and gaming to Pizzagate, the occult, pretty much anything else left out there under the sun. We are back after that week-long hiatus. The shore leave, happy to be able to get a chance for a little rest and recuperation. From the sounds of things, uh, Mr. Anderson, that bear did not manage to get its claws on you in any hands-on kind of fashion. You're still alive and kicking. Well, I don't think there's anything quite like just uh, running towards a grizzly bear. Uh, that's something that I suppose I could cross off the bucket list. All right. What exactly happened then? And and before we get uh, carried along here too much further, we should remind people, once again, this is episode 114 with Mr. Anderson, one of our top Patreon supporters out of uh, Utah, USA. And on top of that, we've also got Kaiser, who, with the pre-show, just the brief little conversation that we managed to have here after bouncing out of Discord and over onto Skype, he was hanging out along the sidelines someplace there. So, Kaiser, we still have you as well, too? Hi, matey. I'll be heading <laughs> on up to the uh, crow's nest to uh, check and see if there's any big, fat bitches full of... <laughs> The blooms for us to plunder. Sounds good, yeah. We're also hoping to talk a little bit about the show that you put together just this past week with uh, Dr. Jim Fetzer. I'm not sure how we're going to manage to squeeze that in exactly, along with Mr. Anderson's grizzly bear stories and everything else, of course, too. So maybe uh, 
we can do that in the after show, perhaps, would be the best way of tackling things. An outstanding show. It yeah. was Thank you very much. Stunning. Thank you very much. No, I'm 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 being absolutely serious, Kaiser. That was utterly spectacular. It was emotional. It was real. It was you spreading what everyone needs to hear. And that's the truth. And bless your heart, that doctor bless his heart. He just went on and on and on. You couldn't get hardly get a word in edgewise, but what a fantastic educated source of information for the truth. He indeed is, and his books are very valuable. I would suggest everybody to uh, look into them. Other than that, this is your hour, my brother, and I appreciate the flowers and the compliments from both of you. This is your day, brother. God bless. Well, get on up there, the crow's nest in there, laddie. I am it is. <laughs> yeah, we always need someone up in the crow's nest to be keeping a careful watch on what might be transpiring out along the uh, the oceans, the waters. So this is, you know, for the Kraken, along with enemy ships or you name it. There's all sorts of issues that manage to uh, pop up over the course of uh, each weekly stream. And this, once again, is our feature stream that we're working on producing here. Friday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That surely, and once sometimes again, it's, it is so hard sometimes to remember that you're clear across the world. You know, think, and it's fantastic <laughs> to be able to communicate with you. We picked up on that, actually, trying to get things rolling along here smoothly with Discord. That didn't seem to work out too well, did it? Well, I don't have a lot positive to say about that, so I'll just leave that to you. Uh, it's well, no. good that <laughs> we, you know we, that we we tried to, we had contingency plans, didn't we? Absolutely. Well, you have to, and it's just fortunate that we do have these options. We're able to turn to other sources and outlets, including even uh, Google Hangouts. Um, I kind of have grown sour recently on Appear.in. It's a free VoIP service. Once again, as with Skype and Discord and the like, but uh, it's without getting too much into it, just uh, they've come up with new policies and kind of the old bait and switch sort of thing. So it's uh, uh, it's really appalling what's going on worldwide, especially in, over there in the Eastern Union. The recent policies that they're trying to enforce to really put the heat on to just restrict freedoms of speech copyrights rights in general they want to control it and and it just it disgusts me it infuriates me article 13 i guess article 11 article 13 i'm not sure the exact legislation uh, we did talk about this a few weeks ago actually with the just the massive cracking down on memes for crying out loud it just shows how desperate these bastards are they're control freaks obviously and they fear the truth they fear people being able to freely speak their opinions even though they might not necessarily be the best opinions or the most accurate views on things you know it's a big deal it's important that we of course all have the freedom to choose and the freedom to express ourselves so before we get too carried away here though and we can go running off in all sorts of different directions with this exchange over the course of the approximate 90 minutes that we have got laid out for ourselves here. Why don't we just backtrack a little bit? And as with most guests that we have join us here in the Robin Hood, we like to get a bit of a thumbnail sketch sort of 
overview of who they are and where they've come from, how it is that we first managed to cross paths, and all that sort of good stuff. And uh, how long that would take. I don't even remember how we met, (laughs) to be honest, but I'm a truther. I began to have doubts and concerns back when I was in the military. And the reason I had doubts is because my particular job dealt with handling tactical nuclear weapons. And that's just something that I don't think a lot of people understand. Tactical nuclear weapons. Most of the time in my military was spent in learning and practicing how to destroy the device that we were supposed to be able to put together and deploy and use, for example. There were many times when I almost got myself killed by our own friendly fires, I guess what they call it. But I began to have doubts back then. I'm not going to even list a time frame. This is in the 90s, 80s, mid-80s. They spent a lot of time spending resources, aircraft missions, fire missions, learning how to help us destroy this device so that it wouldn't fall into enemy hands. And I began to wonder why we're not worth very much if they want to just go ahead and practice killing us all the time. And and there were several times when when I had some closed calls there. I began to have doubts. That's when I very first started to come awake, if you will. And you served in the military then for how long exactly? Ten years. Ten years. 1983 to 1993. Kind of a difficult time. It was the Cold War. (laughs) I don't know how many people even know about the Cold War anymore. Well, I'm not sure if you managed to get a chance to check out the show we did with Ryan Llewellyn. I think Kaiser has had him join him as part of his web stream as well, Kaiser's Castle. That was a couple months ago, too. Uh, the Cold War cast, though, he is the host of that show, and uh, a lot of great content that he puts together dealing with the theme of the Cold War. So definitely something worth checking out. After 1993, though, how did you occupy your time? Different careers, different careers. I've worked in retail manufacturing many, many years in security, uh, both on a retail level as a loss prevention manager physical bodyguards, some of what uh, Kaiser does, well, not what Kaiser does, but bodyguard type of personal contract bodyguard uh, for various individuals that need that sort of thing. And manufacturing, what else? Uh, Worked in construction a little bit, just here and there, until 9-11. I think 9-11 probably changed for a lot of people, probably changed their outlook on life and and what's going on. But that was my big turning point, 9-11. 9-11, truther, self-identifying as a so-called truther, which in my books is a lot better than being known as a liar. If you look at things, of course, people often criticize or lash out at these, these truthers causing such a problem for everybody. What a pain they are, you know, these people coming along. Yeah, we, we, are, we are a pain, aren't we? You know, when they announced that the attack on the towers, what was it, 21 minutes before that occurred, they go ahead and announce it over in Great Britain, as oh, I recall. Yeah, there you go. That's World yeah, Trade Center yeah. 7, uh, the Solomon uh-huh. Building via BBC, I think it was, the female reporter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, there's all kinds of inconsistencies, just like with so many other 
conspiracies. And then the next thing you know, we're in Ashghanistan. I'm sorry, that's what I call it. Ashghanistan. Graveyard of Empires. You've heard that term, the yeah, Graveyard uh, of Empires? I have. Now, I think that might have come down all the way back from the time of Alexander the Great, as a matter of Exactly. Fact. Well, yeah. yeah, very well put. Uh, but you know what? They weren't Afghanistan. They were Saudi Arabians. Okay? Does anybody know this? We need to get the truth out there. It wasn't even Afghanistan. It wasn't Osama bin Laden. He was one of our own. Saudi Arabia, one of uh, Washington's top business partners last time I checked, all the way even up maybe to the point now of the Trump administration. I'm not sure how deeply in bed they are with the Saudis, but uh, been a lot of uh, changes, it seems, taking place at the highest levels over there in the Middle East, that kingdom in particular, of course, too. I'm not sure if you have any thoughts on the matter, but just going back to, and we can come back to that in a second if you like, this business of 9-11 and truthers and so forth, and uh, taking the red pill, as it were, versus the blue. Mr. Anderson is a character straight out of the Matrix. Mr. Anderson! What For people that have not seen the movie and don't uh, quite pick up on the reference what exactly is that all about well that's my name jaffe well i know but it's also <laughs> you, you kind of played out you've seen the matrix movies have you not uh that's my favorite movie of all time and you just so happen to be how about that mr anderson <laughs> that's right uh presumably of uh swedish extract historically i'm, I'm guessing who knows yes probably Probably. Pretty Swedish-type sounding name. Yeah. What was your mom's maiden name? I don't think I want to say that, you know, on a live stream, do I? Well, not her first name you don't want to, but maiden name, why not? <laughs> Albrecht. Okay. Albrecht. Albrecht. That's pretty yes. Euro European, maybe British, kind of. Swiss. Oh, well, how about that? Isn't that something? How about that? Yeah. Now, there's something more, too, and I really don't want to get into uh, your personal life, uh, as with any of our guests, really, we don't really go there too deeply. We tend more just to stick to the issues, focus on their passions and their pursuits, as well as just what they're probably best known for over the course of their lives. But you being in Utah, that's a well-known... When people hear of Utah, I know one of the first things that I think of... Oh, here we go. <laughs> is, the, <laughs> is, the, is the Mormon religion. And uh, I'm not sure how much, once again, you want to get into the whole business. But having hit on this now, I think I heard a report that... Wasn't Mitt Romney picked up some sort of political... There's a new seat or some sort of yes, victory yes. He, that he's going to be. Knock. Yeah, correct. He's, he's going to run for a, a seat. And that is probably a good thing. Isn't he getting pretty old now, though? He's about, what, 75? Oh, no. Oh, good heavens, no, no. He's he's still young. I mean, he's he's fine. And who knows what's going to become of that. Uh, but I, I believe that he's a good man, and I think he will do just fine. Right up until the point, uh, until he gets in the swamp, right? Until he gets the, uh, the, the lobbyists. I'm sorry. Yeah, the lobbyists. Aren't they the swamp, really? When they start throwing around their money and influence, you know, to promote their different causes who knows what's going to happen then but i think he's a good man and and he'll likely win the seat it looks like he's about 70 years old in fact yeah i'm just checking things out here on DuckDuckGo. but you think he'll be running for president again next chance he has i don't know i doubt it 
I think Trump is probably going to run the table on this next election, and who knows how that's going to be. Trump is such an enigma, a wild card. So stunningly amazing uh, with what he's been able to pull off or fabricate or or whatever he's doing. Uh, I'm not a Trump fan. I wouldn't call myself right or left. But what an amazingly entertaining person, too. I don't know if you listened to his Montana speech a couple of nights ago and last night. I don't know when it was. Well, he shoots pretty much It's just like a stump speech that he has prepared, and he shoots from the hip, I think, in a lot of cases, as do we. It's mostly just improvisational exchange that we carry on, uh, that we engage ourselves in here, courtesy of the podcast. But I, I've seen little segments, little bits and pieces of this and that. What in particular jumps out at you? I don't know. He's probably on meth or something. It just seemed like he was just on fire. <laughs> uh, he was just like lit up like a, like well, a, was he co- I have no was idea. Was he coherent? Was he cognizant? Was he making no, sense? No, he was completely cognizant. And, and I will retract that statement immediately. He was impressively playing to the crowd like I haven't seen since uh, Reagan, perhaps, or a John F. Kennedy. That's it was most, stunning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that uh, speech that he gave in Montana, it was amazing. There's no doubt. Well, he's been on a, a bit of a tour of the Midwest, has he not, as of late? And on top of that, there is a uh, the, the midterm elections that is always talked about. That's why he was out in Montana. He was promoting the uh, candidate out there and, and bad-mouthing in such a spectacularly, uncharacteristically political way. Just flat out bashing them. I loved it. I really did. His popularity within the ranks of uh, American voters is it's holding tight is what it seems. Although there's some that would like to project more of a negative image of the man. that Everybody is just completely changing their tune on the guy that uh, as far as his policies are concerned and the policies that he tables and and implements that, well, they might not think too much of him as. His personality, privately, they might regard the guy as a, you know, loudmouth jerk, narcissist, or whatever. But that his policies, that they they support and back what he's getting accomplished, including what we're seeing now taking place here on the Korean Peninsula. You know, frankly, and that really affects mm -hmm. you personally. We Dude. were on the brink of war a oh, few months ago. I don't know. This is where you live. The, it's all theatrics as far as as far as I'm circumcised, you know, or as far as my perspective on things is concerned, <laughs> that whole business. But let me just, before we get carried along here too far, once again, let's give a, a bit of a tip of the old pirate hat here and acknowledgement and shout out to the half dozen followers, people that we have here, uh, join us in the live stream. Absolutely. It doesn't Absolutely. really quite compare to what Dabu 7 manages to attract, I guess. Uh, and the reason I, I kind of uh, throw that name out there is because of your long-time relationship with the man, including the fact, I guess, the two of you went camping just a, a week or so ago. But before we get sidetracked with this whole business and how he just, you know. Yeah, let's, let's give some shout-outs. Thousands of listeners he manages to attract every live stream they put together. That we got Joe Eminon. Out of Long Pirate Island, Joe, New York. Is that Pirate York? Joe Eminon wanting to know if it's LDS or LSD? He thinks that's just hilarious, that one. He just, I think he's posted that, well, more times than I can I know. frankly. I remember so. the very first time, and it kind of triggered me. But, yeah. you know, hey, Pirate Joe, send it. Send it. 
Oh, it's a, it's all over the Should internet. Should I flip a coin? It's all over the internet. <laughs> flip a coin. Heads, I win. Tails, you lose. Okay. What's this, what do you got? Heads, tails. Sons and daughters of liberty. Yes. Uh, and I've I've gone way back with Drew. Uh, I really appreciate his efforts. He he doesn't have a large following. I would like to see him get more subscribers. And I'm going to just flat out ask anyone that hears this stream, please subscribe. We've please got subscribe. him coming up next week. That's fine, you know, uh, and I'm happy to see that. He's welcome here, and he has worthwhile content. He does, and that's why we asked him. He's he's hanging out I'm here. It's like we checked out his channels. Okay, this guy's worth talking Oh, look to. at that. You've got sure. my – I'm sorry. I just looked back at the YouTube stream and saw my basic training picture. We did Excellent. manage to get a few sure. of your pictures uh, kind of sandwiched there into the slideshow. We didn't because God. of just logistics and everything this week. Didn't get everything that we'd hoped to, but that's fine. We got there's a few pictures from your end that we that's, managed to. That's uh, uh, circa 1983. Basic training was it once again? Basic training, Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Uh huh. So kind of a desert shithole. Pardon my language. Yeah, kind of get that impression looking at the picture. So we could even talk about that if you like. In fact, I wouldn't mind if only for the simple fact that before I came to Korea, actually I passed on signing up with the reserves i had an uncle who'd been in the military and uh you know family members that were kind of well i'm not sure legion members and that sort of thing over the years and so i dropped into our local legion from time to time and i didn't have to sign in or well maybe i didn't have to sign in i could freely come and go as far as that was you know the legion was concerned without any hassle let's put it that way because they knew the family connections you know you have the in right so in moving to edmonton as i did back in 2002 that i one of the options i looked at before deciding on coming to korea where i've now of course if you think about it have logged around 16 tours of duty <laughs> you know people talk about this tours of duty yeah well off in afghanistan tours of duty well i've been in korea putting my time in too let's not forget so it's about 16 altogether now but no i'd looked into joining the reserves and what made me pass on the whole uh idea was this business regarding the gas shacks that was one and oh, secondly, for god's sakes getting the getting, gas chamber the, the gas, yeah that bullshit and then secondly getting shot up with uh vaccine whatever the hell they had in mind it's like you know what i think i'll vote with my feet Shut i'd like to help out here but you know what if these if this is the deal forget it i'll pass you know and if more people did that then maybe the powers that be might think about doing things in a different way you know as far as recruitment is concerned because i was on board i I I wanted to be a medic you know i thought a medic would be a great job and i could sidetrack us for a good five ten minutes on what is going on out here in utah which is out at dugway proving ground the nation's designated chemical biological testing facility I, i don't even know if people realize that here in utah that 80 miles away from Salt Lake City, you have nerve agents, biological agents, chemical, biological, Uh-oh. all looks, being tested. Oh, jeez. It looks like we've uh, we've been kicked offline here for some reason. We've still got an internet connection. We're still recording. But the fact of the matter is that it says we're offline. Uh, the OBS tells us we're still streaming, still recording. But I don't know uh, what to do here. Jump back on. Yeah, I see it. They kicked you off, and isn't that an interesting coincidence? Let's just keep talking, see if you can regain your stream. This is a podcast. 
you are recording, you'll have it recorded and rebroadcast the way it normally goes. This is the big advantage. It's good for you, too, because what we can do is run post-production on things and then restream things in just a lot tighter format, more polished and so forth. So we must keep on just as if we were live streaming. Well, certainly, certainly. But my point here is, Jaffe, just at the moment that I start talking about my research and what have you into what I term Area 52 and the Dugway Proving Ground, your stream gets nixed. Coincidence? Yeah, well, there's that, but also my criticism of the status quo as far as the the military establishment is concerned, their hiring and recruiting policies, shacks and getting shot up vaccinations. It could be that, but the subject matter that I've been researching, Area 52, that's what I call it, you know, the transitional time frame between when the military and NASA and everyone militarized NASA and moved it from what they used to call Area 51. Well, they transitioned it over to an area close to Green River, Utah. That was the White Sands Missile Complex, Utah area, where I think that it's ended up, where I have proof that it's ended up, where I have been there in the military and seen it with my own eyes. Dugway Proving Ground. They have a spaceport there, and I can prove it. It's well documented, but nobody knows about it. And I just think it's just astonishing. At just the right time that I start talking about Dugway Proving Ground and what goes on there, well, your stream gets nixed. But, yeah, that's neither here nor there. That's normal for me, Jeff. It's normal. I've, I've spent a good portion of today fighting off hacks, you know. And I think a lot of it has perhaps a lot to do with my associations with the underground world news and some of the other independent alternate media outlets. Let the show go on. Oh, here we go. It looks like, yeah, I'm getting the, um, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. It's showing live on my end, but still buffing there. It just announced it as live, and this is all normal. Isn't Isn't this normal? It does happen from time to time. we got some really strange technical matters, unfortunately, taking place, occurring from out of nowhere, it seems, where things... Let me continue. I want to throw out one single incident. I would expect probably most of your listeners, most of the people that listen to podcasts, they probably know nothing about. Again, Dugway Proving Ground, circa 1968, in March of 1968. Off the top of your head, you know, you you may know the answer to this. Do you know anything about what happened uh, out here in Utah in 1968? No idea. 6,249 sheep were killed. Let me tell you what happened. They had a practice run going on with one of their fighter aircraft that was actually deploying a nerve agent. VX nerve agent is probably the most deadly nerve agent that there is on the planet. And they had a malfunction in one of the nozzles of that jet aircraft as it was egressing the target area. One of those nozzles was stuck open. And as a result, Ah, you've got thousands and thousands of sheep that died. Well, you know, they're sheep. But can I remind everyone that we are 80 miles away from Salt Lake City, Utah, and probably, you know, along the Wasatch Front, good million people. Does anybody care? There's nerve agents that are regularly being tested and deployed 80 miles away from civilization. Does anybody even know? Good question. Yeah, I guess some people do. And uh, journalists, of course, typically are the sort of people that would be reporting on those sort of things. 
I'd imagine there's also people who would prefer we not even go there or think about these things or have of this information course. drawn to our attention. Absolutely. See, we need to keep our blinders on with Teamster driving a, a wagon with cattle. You know, you put the blinders on the your animals so that they can't turn back and see the heavy load that they're carrying. Well, unfortunately, I think a lot of people nowadays have their blinders on. They either don't care or they don't want to care. They just want to go about their everyday lives and not worry about things. But for the love of God, people, there is nerve agents being deployed and experimented with here in Utah. And I don't know that too many people know about the 80 miles away from a million people that could die at any time. Does anybody care? I have a gas mask. I have several. You know, I'll, I'll be all right. I have a full chemical biological suit. Don't call me a crazy. Call me prepared. 80 miles away from a population center of... Salt Lake City. This yep. is where they had the 2002 Winter Olympics. All right. Well, I'm going to head over to the uh, live streaming area here and see if we can... I don't know what's going on here. Some really <laughs> interesting technical matters. And I'm going to schedule a new stream. It's been struggling to reconnect here. As with yourself, I think uh, viewers on the other end of YouTube have been noticing that they've been getting the messages saying that we're trying it's, to It's reconnect. really unfortunate, you know, and I, and I promised Dabu that I wasn't going to, to mention or make a big deal out of it. I, I don't know if you were aware of this, but I will briefly mention it. I'm not going to go off on a rant combined subscribers with Dabu7 and all of his channels uh, total about 560,000. This last week, he had his 777 channel canceled, deleted, for apparently no reason. He had no strikes. He had no strikes. And they took his channel down. All of his material on the 777 channel is gone. Isn't that amazing? To me, that means that he's on target. And when you're on target, you get flack. But it was just an astonishing thing. I think he'll get his channel back because they actually have no legal grounds to do that, really. He didn't have any strikes. It's just stunning, amazing to me. Uh, so that's all I'm going to mention that. He didn't really want me to get into it, but I just can't help myself. Well, something that we want to talk about was your history with Dabu7, how the two of you managed to connect, and some of the, the work that he's best known for, of course, over the years. And before we do that, we've got actually uh, Kaiser jumping in here, suggesting we set up a new live stream. While he's doing that, it says uh, down here that the OBS reconnection has been successful. So we're getting conflicting information and messages here well, how about yeah I'm, I'm showing that we're live but buffering let me ask people in the chat see live question mark so far i don't think so no this is and really odd because we haven't had knock wood trouble with too many streams over the last year or so at least really it's been generally pretty good unfortunately this is how it is with me and i'm just a small player 
Jeff. Yeah, I'm a small player, uh, but I have associations with more than just Dabu. I've tried to affiliate myself and introduce myself. I've actually tried to be a liaison, an ambassador to to several different organizations, and I won't mention them because I don't need to, but this is normal. But again, I would point out, as soon as I mentioned Dugway Proving Ground and tactical nuclear weapons and chemical biological weapons, your stream got axed. Coincidence? I don't think so. But, well, that's <laughs> that's for you to decide, I guess. Kaiser is now streaming us, I guess, because he's part he's of... He's Well, yeah, we're together here in Skype. Kaiser, do you want to just drop in for a few moments? Hi, matey. I saw the uh, big fat belly of the beast coming at us, and what I did was I just grabbed a hold of another few planks and moved some things around. So now we're on Sword Point Nine on YouTube, live streaming. Good job. Would you mind uh, putting that in the chat so people can move over? Or If I knew how to, I would, man. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how. Do I just copy? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do I copy and paste the bottom You're part? Not. Just okay. put it in the chat right now. I'm going to the chat right yeah. now. So right Sons and Daughters of Liberty already did it. They've done it there twice. So that's, in fact, the link I clicked okay. on. And that's how I checked it out. It's like, oh, he's doing it. It's like, I, yeah, I, I, as soon as I saw the problem, man, I started trying to hit something. And uh, it still went like 13 minutes, I think, before I got it successfully set up. Yeah, really, but you can you believe talking. that? Kaiser, can you believe that? Just as soon. As, as soon spoke. as you were talking about oh Dugway, God. yes. Shut as down. soon as I saw that happen, it started spinning and it went oh down. And I was like, yeah. you guys saw it was down. And uh -huh. as soon as you saw it, that's uh -huh. what happened. But yeah, like I said, folks, I'm going to have to go over to my page and monitor everything over there. You guys are welcome to come over. I don't know if you guys have permissions to monitor, but you keep up in the chat. I'm going to put myself off. And that way, it's still your show, Jaffe. I'm just hosting it for you, brother. Oh, now I'm getting a spinny thing. Hmm. They're trying to boot you, too. So I shouldn't have said Dugway. <laughs> well, it was Dugway. It was tactical nuclear weapons. It was biological. It was the designated oh. nation. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you were talking, yeah. I mean, tactical nuclear that weapons. That was exactly when we went down. I'll tell you what. It, it's just stunning to me. Well, no, what, where it was, I'll tell you, it was before you it was the talking. BX gas. It was the BX yeah. gas when it happened. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, we can all hear each other here, but as far as the live stream on what we set up here on Pirate Radio Podcast, forget it. It says it's starting. It's, it's a gray button. It's just not much really happening. Kaiser has his thing going on, and that's great, but we're just going to have to improvise, I think, really, and cobble together. Well, we talked about Discord a little bit. The Proton Mail, speaking of DDoS and all that kind of good stuff. Did you look into that? It's a distributed, directed, massive attack on on servers. Think of it as just being massively spammed. Your server becomes so overwhelmed that you shuts it down. DDoS and Proton Mail, they got hit really in a big way. Of course, they're based out of Switzerland, speaking of the Swiss and so forth. So maybe one of your... Uh, not exactly fellow countrymen, but distant ancestors, or maybe a few of them involved in that particular operation, which I guess there's a big emphasis, of course, on encryption and online privacy. 
being the sort of thing that the powers that be cannot stand for, can they? That's why they love platforms such as Facebook, because of how open things are there, even the so-called private exchanges and chats. That's really not the case at all, the messaging. But yeah, that was a big issue just this past week. You use ProtonMail yourself, do you? I do now, yes. How long have you been using ProtonMail? About the first time I sent you one. Three weeks ago, well, I used it in conjunction with DuckDuck, per your recommendation. I've loved both of them ever since. The trouble is, how I roll, so to speak, I use all platforms. I have to deal with all of them. Yahoo, Outlook, Apple, Google, and they all hate each other, see? I have calm issues regularly, but I'm eventually consolidating all of that uh, over there on DuckDuck. I think that's an excellent way to go, and with Proton at some point. But here again, anymore, they like to use an encryption key that is not really using a password that you would normally use. For example, if you log on, you're asked for a password. Well, they use a different method where it's sent electronically, and then to another device, you approve of that using a particular number. It's their security key. So they don't communicate with Proton at all. But I'll get it figured out. Two-way encryption. Correct. Incoming and outgoing. They encrypt incoming email, and they encrypt outgoing email. Well, that makes sense, and that's great. It sure does, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Guessing the way things uh, operate, that, once again, outlets such as the NSA or whoever, if they really want to Keep an eye on what it is that you're, because uh, they seem to have such a, a real fetish for metadata and just any little thing they have to collect and store in Utah, I think is one of the places. So it's interesting Correct. talking yeah. to you right yeah. now. There's a, there's a major, major facility in uh, Draper, and I don't think I even want to go into that because <laughs> I already know that I'm targeted. No, oh, why is that? Well, probably for what just exactly just happened. Start talking about things, they shut you down. That happens to me all of the time. And it's really sad. It's it's like I, I, I'm picked on because I'm actually a small potato. You know, I, what do I have, like 300 and something subscriptions on YouTube? I have a little bit of influence here and there. What I think that uh, some of the alphabet gangs have identified me as an influencer, perhaps, And let's not forget the politically incorrect speech thrown into the mix. These are the sort of results that you end up with. Mr. Anderson 51 this week, episode number 114. I'm your host, as always, uh, Jaffe Ryder. We have Kaiser performing a real yeoman service up there in the crow's nest this week. He's only going to be around for the next couple shows if that really, hoping that we can maybe squeeze in a couple more midweek streams as well, too. Let's not forget, Mr. Anderson, we've kind of actually got you, as, along with Drew, in mind as far as potential candidates who might be able to step up to the plate and help basically carry on from where it is that Kaiser will be leaving things at as far as co-hosting. You know, it, it takes a man's man. To declare truth, to become emotionally and impassioned about spreading that truth to other people. It takes a special kind of person. And I listen to the soldier break down 
declaring his devotion to the Marine Corps, to his, to his brothers. And I'm not going to break down, but uh, I was moved. It was powerful. And by God, people, you need to watch that or listen to it, I should say. Watch it, whatever. I have a new degree of respect. I already had respect, but um, that was an utterly stunning outpouring of, of emotion and truth. Kaiser can maybe add that link if he likes, or anyone else, of course, too, to he the, better. the stream, the YouTube chat area that we got here. Close to half a dozen people once again joining us here as we reboot things and try to continue the conversation here for the next uh let's say 45 minutes approximately no more than that just because mostly we had the technical difficulties who knows how it's all going to turn out in, you know what in, in but they're the not going to stop us they're not going to stop us this is a podcast it is all being recorded right you're going to rebroadcast it on all of your links that are in the stream and they will not shut us down People that enjoy freedom, that enjoy personal liberty, we the people, we will continue to resist. You can count on it. And that's where we find things like silent weapons for invisible wars, or how is it phrased? Invisible weapons for silent wars, uh, vaccinations, the 5G control and command grid, or there's it's a kill grid of sorts, where that's got yeah. me worried to a large extent uh, with respect to things like lethargy, which I'm often finding myself suffering from, unfortunately, and all kinds of just various symptoms, including well, I was listening to the Joe Rogan show just the other day, and they were discussing Joe was going on about how, well, you know, we're almost gotten to the point now where uh, we'll be able to, uh, basically he was talking about programming or was it programming people with the point that he was missing out on was that you can have actually thoughts planted in your brain or mind to the extent where you don't even realize where they're coming from exactly losing all sense of and not clear on well whose thoughts are these am i really responsible for these where are they coming from and uh so on and so forth so uh i'm, I'm not really imagining to get my head wrapped around that one as well as i'd hope but I know exactly what you're talking like what Christina Taft was MK involved. Ultra, in. she's constantly going exactly. on about that. She's far more of an expert than I am. I've, I've not written any books or documentaries yeah. or what have you, but yeah, that kind of deal. So, tell me what you what more do you want me to go? I I don't want your stream to get jacked again and everything, but I've got much more material. If you don't mind, I would suggest people go ahead and look on my channel, my YouTube channel, before it gets taken down. Uh, look on my blogs; those links are in the chat. Absolutely, uh, great blogs. Ch check out my material. There is some very interesting things going on out here in Utah. They have a spaceport. They've had some very, very interesting programs that's gone on in the transition between Area 51 and to the area that I call Area 52. Did anyone know that there was a spaceport out here in Utah? Well, some, some of our listeners are probably aware of that. Uh, what I'm doing right now, actually, is sharing the link here with the listeners to your blog, the journey hyphen in the camera com. Yeah, you got it. I see it. And as well, let's not forget, we can find Mr. Anderson 51 over on Minds.com. As with most of our guests, that's just the way it works here, folks. So few of the people 
that we managed to connect with come to us via Facebook. We'd like to have a few more connections established via Twitter, but isn't that something that there's just much more of a connection once again taking place via Minds as opposed to Facebook where you know we don't seem to be speaking the same language or on the same level as if we're coming at things from two completely different perspectives and worlds, really. Essentially, Jaffe, it's the higher-ups, Illuminati, it's, it's the, whatever acronym you want to associate with it. There are people out there that control. They try and control everything. It, we call them the Builder Group. Excuse me, Bilderberg Group. Call them whatever you want. But they are attempting to control us. Well, you've heard the term full-spectrum dominance, haven't you? The hashtag FSD, that's what it's all about as far as as far as I can tell, you know, it's not that complicated. And they, they wage war and attack the world's populations on all fronts. Water, air, food, yes. television programming, cultural content and programming. You name it. It's, it's There's nothing that does not evade or escape their reach or interest. Correct. Their plan is to take over the world. They, they want to reduce the population, want to control political, geopolitical, and economics in all nations. And I, for one, will not stand idly by while this happens. You know, I've served my country. I've taken the oath, just like Jaffe was alluding to with his uh, Dr. Oh, geez, Dr. Fraser, was it? Oh, Dr. Fetzer with uh, Ah, Yes, thank you. There's an oath that some of us have taken, and perhaps they don't really understand. You know, nobody ever believed me of that oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, both foreign and domestic. Nobody ever relieved me of that. I am still under oath, and I will honor that oath. I guess you're the only one who can do that, presumably. Nobody else can force you to uh, nullify. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. There are 170 million firearms out there. Pick up your gun, for Christ's sake, if necessary and defend the homeland, if necessary. The thing is, is right now we are at a crucial point. What we need to do is gather and solidify and consolidate and unite all of us right now while we have the numbers. Because again, they want to reduce our numbers. They want to depopulate. They want to take away our guns and our freedoms. But they will not be successful when there are so many, if we can unite everyone, that is, Pirate Joe Eminon talking about, well, we were discussing, suggesting different ways of maybe having the live stream derailed once again. Pirate Joe Eminon commenting on how for sale, weapons grade, fissile material delivery can be arranged. For sale, weapons grade, one more time, people. Fissile material delivery can be arranged. So I'm sure, he's, I'm sure he's totally serious about that comment as well, too, right? Probably ought to be careful. He might have men in black come and visit him. It's, it's very, very difficult to obtain uh, weapons grade, fissionable material. We won't go there. You'll get your stream jacked again. We never did get to the, the bears and anything fun. We well, yeah, talking. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> hey, hey, Minds.com, too. You've been there since the inception or origins, pretty much, of the network. Uh, you're one of the ground floor initial investors, too, are you not? I am an investor. And I have had a report with Bill and the Ottmans uh, and 
I propose that everyone should uh, get on Minds.com. Get yourself established there. Learn what open source means and protect it with all your worth. Well, I'll tell you one thing that open source means to me right now is the fact that you can have a whole lot of Vietnamese people, or at least those who appear to be people, real, actual, live persons, join in to the network and suddenly take over everything to the point now where we see all the feature groups being completely dominated by Vietnamese content. Just in the um, last I have week, not, it's crazy. I, sh- it is not crazy. It's normal. Well, it's, it's crazy. I, I don't, I, I, it is crazy. You're, you're, you're right, of course. Why is that happening? I don't know. It has to do with servers. I don't know why they're allowing their servers to do that. It's fine. It's a free platform. Get on there. Everybody. It's open source. What I'm curious to know is who is making the decision to showcase each of these groups as as so-called feature groups. I thought that was up to Bill, basically, who had asked a while ago. uh, You could call it marketing. Right now, they're in a transitional phase. Uh, They're trying to get their platform up and running and be able to compete with some of these other organizations. I'll, I'll leave it at that and don't trigger me. I wish them well. I will support them in anything that they attempt to do. That's what freedom is all about, Jaffe, so that we can make our own choices and live by those decisions. That's what America is about. We, the people, we were established to form a more perfect union, that we would have certain unalienable rights. Among those, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's what I want. And that's what I would hope that everyone else would want as well. Because I'm telling you, things are going to get worse. And if you're not prepared, one day the lights will go out. And the next thing, if you're not prepared, you're going to find yourself in a FEMA camp. And you've got nobody to blame but yourself because you were unprepared. Okay, I'm getting going off on a tangent here. Let's settle down. Well, it is, uh, as in Canada, they say, oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Uh, And that's one of the things that I'm constantly troubled by is the fact of how the current head of state, Prime Minister Trudeau, seems to be adopting this open doors policy when it comes to immigration. A very liberal. You know, I I hate to keep cutting you off, but every single time I see that guy, his face, (laughs) I bust up laughing. I'm sorry. I just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, he just has one of those faces, you know? Well, you know, there is some speculation, too, <laughs> that he is actually the bastard son of Fidel Castro. Oh, oh man. I, okay, you went there. I didn't. I just I just laugh at him every time I see his picture. But, yeah, there's, there's some issues there. <laughs> it's believable, though, too, because of uh, the uh, philandering ways and history that his mother had. Back during her days, partying with the Rolling Stones. Which which mother? Maggie Trudeau. She's actually historically... That mother. (laughs) uh, Sinclair, actually. No relation. Or is she a relation to the captain? I don't know. Should we have the captain drop by, actually, and see? We'll ask him personally, maybe, if he is... uh, There is any relationship there. I'm not sure if we can track him down or not. But we can uh, put the message out there. Somebody, uh, see if you can track down Captain Sinclair. Yeah, we'll do those right away, so. You can do that? Yeah, we'll get it. It's about that time. All right. Well, just to to stand by next few minutes, but 
In the meantime, I'm not sure what other talking points you were you were going on about a bear. Just uh, you were off, in fact, in Yellowstone Park with none other than Dabu Seven just a couple of weeks ago. How did the trip go? It went fantastic. You know, the the Yellowstone trip was more of a, a just a okay, we'll hook up here for a day. But our main objective was to head down to Canyonlands. That's Canyonlands National Park down near Moab, Utah. We had identified an area of of satellite imagery that seemed to indicate some ancient ruins. And we wanted to get some boots on the ground, so to speak, and and identify that and see what was there. And and it was a brutal, God-forsaken hike. (laughs) Uh, It was 107 degrees later on in the day. We, We got up at 4.30. That's zero. 4.30 in the morning and got out there and just hiked our asses off. But, oh, my gosh, it was amazing. This feature called Upheaval Dome, you should research it if you'd like, your listeners. uh, It is unknown. It's one of those anomalies. Uh, I wouldn't put it on the scale of one of the seven wonders of the world. But nevertheless, scientists, geologists, anthropologists, nobody can identify why this Upheaval Dome exists. And so we wanted to uh, check it out, and and we did find some things, and uh, stay tuned. Yeah, I saw the video that you shot, actually, of the grizzly who was not too far from where you were located. (laughs) Uh, I would have been uh, very much on edge. You actually ran directly at the bear. You charged the bear rather than waiting for it to come at you. Is that what you were telling us earlier? Well, you know, we're just a couple of uh, underground world news. We we run toward action, (laughs) not away from it. Uh, I I say that with the tongue-in-cheek, but uh, we wanted to get some footage, and we did it cautiously. I (laughs) did But you just got to, God love us, you know, God help us too. Because I don't know too many people that run toward a young grizzly bear. I was concerned about the mama bear. I know full well, if if you mess with the cubs of a grizzly mama, you are going to die. That The grizzly mama will just come and tear you up. But it was... Um, it was an adrenaline moment, and we got it on, on camera there, and it was it was a good time. We also caused a terrible traffic jam, too. Were you carrying bear mace? Did you have rifles or revolvers of any sort? I don't think I'd like to comment on, on that. Well, most of the time when I would go out into the bush in Canada, I'd certainly have a rifle by my mm-hmm. side or bear mace. Yeah, that, that would be a good idea. <laughs> Sure. So, and this is Yellowstone Park. One of the photos that we've actually added to the slideshow, there was around 20 or so, I guess is what you told us, you uploaded to Discord. Unfortunately, because we weren't able to get a zip file, just having to deal with time issues, we were not able to add them to the slideshow for this week. But one of the pictures... You know, that's, that's okay. That's okay, because I suspect that Kaiser's apparently going to perhaps be deployed here imminently, and maybe we could uh, show some of those pictures some other time. One of the snapshots that we do have here, though, reads U.S. Department of the Interior, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, 1992 Cadastral Survey Bureau of Land Management. Where did you, uh, I'm assuming that you took that shot. Where was that picture taken? I... I'm not gonna say. <laughs> well, it looks like it looks like it's at the corner of where the four states meet. It's as simple as that. 
That is exactly where it is. And now that you mention it, I'm going to have to declare that uh, that that is uh, Wikipedia content. And um, I'm affiliated quite heavily with uh, Wikipedia, but that is Wikipedia's content. And uh, there you have it. Yes, Wikipedia. That's a little plaque there of the four corners area there between Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado. Thank you. Okay. Well, it looks like we're just getting a uh, update here in the the earplugs here that we have, and it sounds like, if I'm not mistaken, that maybe we've actually got a, a special visitor joining us here who goes by the name of Captain Long John Sinclair. Ah. He, he too is out. I'm not sure if he's up in the crow's nest necessarily or where. Ah, just taking a stroll here along the beach as Jaffe of Skullport Harbor listening to this week's show, Hunting Part with Mr. Anderson. It's really quite something. Yeah, Maggie Sinclair. No, distant relation. We tend not to associate too much with that side of family, though. They really. Uh, I'm not sure who the black sheep uh, really are, whether it's us or them, uh, really, but quite some embarrassing behavior on her part, riding around the Rolling Stones, Fidel Castro, philandering behind Pierre's back. No idea what the reality of the matter, the, the truth of things is, but yes, it's good you picked up on that. So, Mr. Anderson, though, you personally don't think too highly of, uh, the Prime Minister, though, yourselves. All right, what's what's the issue exactly? I think he can go and fuck himself. Uh, okay, all right. I can. Wow, that's a pretty blunt language there, but, uh, you know, the freedom of speech, all the power to you, so... But that's pretty much it, Jeff. I just thought I'd drop in. Uh, it was uh, actually, once again, strolling out here along the beach of Scarpard Harbor. Feeling the surf and the wind, of course. So, quite a relaxing day. Uh, still pretty much extended shore leave. We got to put this week's show together, technical difficulties and all. But, uh, doing the best to make the most of things. Uh, doing a great job there, my boy. Thank you, Captain. Much appreciated. I think I'm going to pretty much sail on out of here and talk to you another time. Okay, Captain. Tally-ho. Tally-ho. All right, and there he goes. That's Captain Long John Sinclair. We haven't heard from him for a while now. He does drop in, though, from time to time. And uh, it's always a pleasure to speak to him. Yeah, there's something strange going on there. I'm not sure. Did you get much of an idea what he was getting at there as far as the family connection goes with the Sinclairs? Your guess is as good as mine. He's the captain. I follow orders, period. Well, do you know that Trudeau's mother's name is, is Margaret Sinclair, and her family lineage is traced directly back to, I believe, someone who is known as Henry Sinclair. I don't know if this is the same character who history knows as Henry the Navigator. Uh, I'd have to check up on that. But he was associated with Rosalind Chapel and the missing Templar fleet. He's a central figure in that whole drama henry sinclair are you up to speed on the the missing templar fleet i am not but i am intrigued yeah i think i'll have to do a little search maybe some of the listeners some of the people that have tuned in once again holding tight nearly half a dozen people dropping by this week sons and daughters of liberty we even in fact 
had G.J. Maple, who I don't believe we've... Well, he's been offering a little bit in the YouTube commentary, so that's great. Uh, the odd little comment there from time to time, of course, Pirate Joe Eminon. No Pirate Joe 333 this time around, for whatever reason. But we do have Delacroix, who I think last time they talked to us had mentioned that they, in fact, are based out of Ireland. So we're getting folks here dropping in, as you can imagine, from all over the world. It is a worldwide platform where we are potentially able to reach a pretty wide and diverse audience. People sometimes ask us, you know, who are your listeners? And the fact of the matter is that it really just varies. Bottom line, though, we've got people tuning in once again from all over the world. And as far as the numbers of people who drop into the show, we've had as many as 30 at one time join us in a in a live stream, which I know is of no comparison when you look at the numbers outfits such as Dabu 7 managed to attract some, what is it 5 10,000 maybe 20,000 live listeners not at all but you're talking about someone that has somewhere around 560,000 combined subscribers and he is fortunate to get around a thousand people on the live should be said more than that less I think tonight we had oh, about seven or eight hundred and he gets well, he, he gets uh, hit pretty good, too. We had a terrible stream tonight. Well, not at points it was good, and other times it was sketchy. It all depended on what we were talking about. Coincidence? So what kind of setup does he have there, and what is your role exactly when it comes to the live stream end of things? I try not to make an ass of myself. I try not to ban people. My instructions are to time them out instead of ban them, you know, uh, that's my role, essentially. Try and offer a little color commentary upon occasion, but I'm just a small fry. He's the big honcho there. Just doing a quick search here for the missing pirate fleet, the Knights Templar, and William Sinclair. They disappeared. That's, that's about all I know about it. Isn't that something? And uh, there is some speculation that You've heard of the Oak Island treasure, I'd imagine. Yes, yeah. oh, yes, yes. Could be some... Uh, I might have actually misspoken and said Henry Sinclair. I think it was William. Although, let's check this again here. No, it might be... Well, they might have been related, so we'll have to look into that a little more deeply, of course. It'd be great to have an author drop by and join us here at some point and talk to these matters. So, you know, as things turn out, we're actually all booked up for the rest of the year which is really great. There's not too many more openings that we find appearing over the course and duration of 2018. But uh, it's always good to have people such as yourself. You're now enjoying, of course, the feature slot here, able to get out to our listeners whatever information you feel is most pressing, whether it's key links. And I know we shared one of your blog URLs just a few moments ago or different issues that you hold uh, that are near and dear to you. So, But just to recap then, once again, before we do uh, close things off here, we can probably continue along here for the next maybe 10, 15 minutes tops, I'd imagine. Some of the links where people can find you. I know you do not have a Facebook account, but your your mind's is Mr. Anderson. No, nah, they, they suspended my account, and I got it back, and it was just the most amusing thing ever. They they suspended my account because 
I impersonated myself. How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> I laughed hysterically. I don't know. How, how do, uh, what, what, did I talk to myself or did I send an email to myself? <laughs> I don't know. I interacted with them a moment and I said, well, you know, I'm going to make this a PR issue <laughs> and, and uh, publish some content. There. And then just almost immediately they unsuspended it. And then I said, well, nah, I don't do Facebook anymore. Yeah, it really is quite lacking, I find, in many ways. And, uh, you know, it's slow, it's unresponsive. And since the time it seems that uh, Zuckerberg got hauled up on the carpet there, I guess, before both Congress and Senate in Washington. Yes, that and, that and, and that was amusing, was a Puckerberg. That was a Puckerberg moment, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he really zucked up, uh, hashtag zucked. <laughs> I've found myself not a single time in Facebook jail since that whole debacle took place. So I'm not sure if they adjusted their algorithms or what, but it seemed like I was getting shut down for sharing. As you can imagine, we have the stream that we have to do, and now it's twice a week with the midweek, the World Pirate Radio News Show. Was it for impersonating yourself? No, no, no. You have to oh. share links. We're promoting the show. We're just trying to get oh, the links that, out there. Saying, hey, not, uh, you you didn't have an identity crisis? No, no, no. It's this guest <laughs> or that guest. we got to get the links out there. we got got the same as Dabu or anybody else, Alex Jones. Yeah. they got to share their links. But yeah, the bottom yeah. line seems they want it's a pay-to-play. So, you, you got know, it. That's how they want things to operate over there, unfortunately. I'm not sure if you say it's the same deal via mines, I guess, in some ways, but you got your booster points, of course, which you accumulate over time, and that's more, of course, in a matter of engagement. People that vote up I content. I like what they're doing. Well, Pardon we're doing me for that. interrupting. We're, we're, it's we're it's fantastic. That. It's not, yes, just, you it's are. not them, it's us. It's you and me and yes. everybody involved because it's, you know, we Isn't are Isn't that mines. fantastic? Yeah. That's fantastic. I well, love we, it. We have and much more of a stake yeah. in things, as do you, being a Patreon supporter of this show, I should remind people. And we're very much obliged and in gratitude, of course, too, even though, like, it's a dollar per item of premium content. You should have received recently and gained access to two items. Working on that a little more kind of proactive fashion. Did you get a chance to listen to them yet? It's fantastic. I didn't even know the one thing existed, the one podcast thing. It's utterly fantastic because this is key here. It's different than doing a live stream right here where they can mess around with your stream, shut you down, buffer you, whatever they want to do. See, but you're recording everything. See, and you rebroadcast it on a podcast. It's a fantastic way to stick it to them, if you will. Speaking of which, we just got booted again. It looks like the stream has... Yes, uh, I know. But I just thought I'd just keep rambling on. You know? Amazing. Yeah, but we are back on. I think, thankfully, we've still got things going out via Kaiser's channel. So that's great because he's piggybacking. Isn't that fantastic? No, it's, it's called mirroring. My compliments to him to be able to put that together. Oh, big time. So, yeah, people are free then if they want to add their, their chat thoughts in the sidebar area here via youtube or hop over to kaiser's channel both are 
completely fine up to them how they want to do that kaiser if we got you back up there in the crow's nest if you want to drop down once again and just join us here i maybe i see much fuckery afoot <laughs> and what i when i've seen that i know that i have to pull all my excess moves to make sure that the truth gets out there from the world pirate radio podcast network and it's been a pleasure to hear from captain sinclair and from mr anderson and everybody on the channel tonight it's been such a pleasure well it's been different of course and every stream that we put out there is quite unique and every time we have someone join us here in the spotlight the feature guest slot and position it's a it's a unique exchange that we managed to uh have so now we've got the after show option coming up here as well quite shortly i'm not sure mr anderson what you have as far as your schedule is concerned i know it's pretty late out there in utah are you in the eastern time zone or mountain uh, no sir it's mountain time it's what twenty-two thirty-five here it's 10 35 yeah but wait a minute what, what la right now what time is it in la Nine thirty-five. yes well i'll be Son of a uh, bitch. You, you know, will we, be. We you got our, will we got be. Our because I tease up. you. I tease you all the time. I ask you, oh, what time's the show? That's ah, the same time as always. We got our times <laughs> mi- mixed up then. It's, uh, because, well, 8 o'clock. Well, wait a minute. When we, we start our stream then at, jeez, uh, let me get this straight then. Is it 9 o'clock we're starting the stream uh, Pacific Standard Time? 9.35, G.J. Maple just chimed in on Pacific Time, and she would know. G.J. Maple's a girl, too, a female. I didn't realize that. Are they over on Minds.com? She's trying to put that together. Uh, I don't know if she has successfully. She can answer that. She's in my chat right now. Uh-huh. She said 8 p.m. start her time. She's one of the few people that I was fortunate enough to bring over to the channel. Very good human being. Let's have her on the after show then. Sure, we can bring her on, Absolutely. but I don't know. If, I can't remember if she's on Skype or not. She can answer in the chat. If she is, I'll search her. I'm good for an after show. I just need a break and a drink. Yeah, we usually take about a five-minute break and return to log an hour or so of the after show uh, with music and quality conversation. So I'm not sure if there's anything, any just last little thoughts that you'd like to uh, share with listeners? Absolutely. Can I take a moment? If you ever value anything in your life so much as your freedom, you're about to be tested. Like never before. You're exactly right, Mr. Anderson. So you better be prepared. For God's sakes, at least get yourself a little bit of water and some food. I believe that it's going to occur with a lights-out type of situation. They're going to kill the power, and it's going to be difficult for a time. But it won't be quite so difficult if you're prepared and if you're in a community uh, of like-minded people. Don't think that you can just solo this out or head to the hills. Be smart about it. Talk to your neighbors. I was astonished when I started to talk to my neighbors in my neighborhood where I'm here. Uh, it, It was amazing. Lots of food storage, lots of weapons. And you know what? If they come to try and take their guns, they better bring a lot of them blue helmets. It makes a great sight picture. Exactly. Okay, and what makes you then uh, 
say this and reach this conclusion that there's going to be a, a major event in the not-too-distant future? Because that's their plan. They want to reduce the world's population down to about three to five million. Yeah, according to the Georgia Guidestones, correct? Correct. Right. Okay, and when's the event going to be taking place? Much along the lines of what we saw back in September of 2001, a major catalytic event which was seized upon, as always, by the powers that be in order to further promote their political agenda. We see this played out time and time again. Is God, almost every week. Sun. Well, in some, Mr. In some a, fashion, can, sure. Mr. A, can I answer this real quick for a second? Just you may. A couple seconds. Look, Jaffe, one time I think we are offline, and I told you this. I said, in America, we're in a cold civil war right now. We've never been more divided, even during the original civil war. The problem is the civil war now is neighbor and neighbor. There's no north and south. There's no dividing line. There's not a Mason-Dixon line. So what you're seeing is we're now in a cultural civil war. We have escalated. That's a problem, too, because there are many liberals that I can disagree with but still have a conversation uh, because they're good men and women. But the problem is there's a shift in the left, and if you want to see how it's rolling, look at something called the cultural dark web or the intellectual dark web. I'm sorry, I just mispronounced because I was saying cultural. The intellectual dark web and what you'll see are the type of people that you can still have a conversation with, but the lunatic left, you can't, because they hate Trump. And there are people that are liberals that hate Trump, but they don't have the derangement syndrome to where they hate everybody who voted for him. And that's the dividing line, because they don't purity spiral out on the left-hand side to be able to check every box, because they still have common sense. They may own guns. They may still think there's people that are conservatives they can still talk to. Well, with this new intolerant left, they throw even those liberals to the side. And that's why the intellectual dark web has been a valuable resource because there's still some talking. In the culture, the cultural civil war, I'm hoping the intellectual dark web wins. Correct. And it has to do with numbers. We need to unite peacefully without weapons we won't need to use the weapons if we can have the numbers speaking of unification and numbers it is interesting the the old expression politics making for strange bedfellows the alliance that we see having taken place with the muslims in many cases the islamic lobby and interests in conjunction with the so-called lunatic left, as as Kaiser put it, the uh, cultural Marxists and so forth. Uh, have you noticed that, Mr. Anderson? Well, there's a lot of things that I noticed, but th- there's one good thing about uh, being out here in the West, in Montana, Utah, Idaho. <laughs> I dare you sons of bitches to come and get our guns. <laughs> a Japanese commander i think made a comment to the emperor about taking over america something along the lines help me out uh there'll be a rifle behind every behind every blade of grass thank you yeah it's a well-known meme i guess and uh purported quote although uh things have gotten to the point now where uh you know i was just thinking about this the other day i think it was william colby although who even knows if it really was william colby 
that actually said this, having to do with, essentially, we will know we will have accomplished our mission when the American public, everything they hold to be true is, in fact, the opposite. So essentially turning the world of truth completely on its head so what people believe to be true is false and false is true. And Uh, right now they're trying to do it racially. Racially. They're trying to do it racially. Yes. Identity politics. And And ideologically. And that's why I said on the right you have the racial purity spiral and on the left in all honesty, I'm going to be very frank with you, you have the purity spiral of I was talking to a brother of mine tonight. Not, I mean this. Uh, are, almost, are we still live, by the way? Yeah, we're sure alive. are live. Okay, all right, all right. And he's homosexual. I'm going to take a break, but he's, so he's, continue. Okay, that's cool. He's homosexual, but the thing is, he doesn't put that stuff out there, and he, he actually is a Republican, and he didn't even want to vote for Trump, but he couldn't stomach voting for Hillary. And because of that action, he was thrown out of most of his friends, uh, he's a, he's a veteran and also a uh, operator. So I honor him. I'm not going to mention his name or nothing, but I know who he is. He's a good man. I don't give a shit what you do in your bedroom. I don't think any conservative anymore believes that. Same with the abortion debate. These are all fraudulent debates that they keep throwing at people. And uh, it's just a divide on ideological lines. On sexual lines, racial lines, the problem is they have so whipped up certain races that there is going to be a natural counterstroke to that. But then you now have even Black Lives Matter. There was a black guy at some rally or something, and he was a liberal. And Antifa was saying he wasn't black enough. And that's where cultural Marxism comes in. It's really bizarre. (laughs) Utterly bizarre. Uh, What I find most interesting, especially on top of all the identity politics, cultural Marxism and the like, is how it seems there's such an emphasis put on racial issues all at the expense uh, of discussing or focusing on wealth and income disparities between rich and poor, how so much of this really, when it comes right down to it, with respect to the ruling class and the, as uh, some would have it, uh, proletariat and so forth, it's uh, th- those are the dividing lines, really. It's a question of, of the wealth that you have at your disposal. Some people not even able to barely, if they're lucky, cover the rent, let alone provide any sort of means or necessities for their families, children, food, clothing, all that sort of thing. So uh, just that's one of the things I'm constantly reminded of, and I wish it's too bad not enough commentators who, uh, I guess, when it comes, once again, you look at the picture and you start poking around in their backgrounds, you discover that they're actually longtime CIA assets, these mockingbirds in the mainstream media. But yeah, they don't talk about this because really that what that does is it shines a light on these economic and wealth disparities and the injustices that occur on those lines. It's, I guess something that really the powers that be with the way they got the agenda rolled out, they don't want people thinking about these sort of things. Rather, we just, I guess emphasize uh, racial differences or the sexual gender 
pronoun agenda, that whole business. So, which for me, that's one of the reasons I like Jordan Peterson actually because he's taken a stand, uh, and he's a member of the intellectual dark web, and that's what I'm saying. He's a classical liberal. You can still have a conversation with those. Right. Uh, you know a person that I consider a classical liberal because we've talked to him on a show and an after show. I'm not going to mention his name. He's a good man, and I respect him. And uh, he he already knows that. Um, well, if you're not going to mention his name, then it makes it, for me, it leaves me. Because kind of, he's in the chat. You know who he is. He's I have no chat. idea. There's like what, what and what people mean by liberals in the first place anyways. That's, Pirate Joe. That's all I'll say. Oh, Pirate Joe. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, big deal. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's a good man. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. I mean, yeah. I mean, he. And, yeah, and, sure. and, but he is a good man and we can still have a good conversation. We disagreed within that chat, but it didn't make me think ill of him and I don't think it made him think ill of me and that's what I mean about this that was America when I grew up I'll tell you what America was America was a place where nobody ever said that's a Democrat don't talk to him that's a Republican don't talk to him or her and that's what we now no longer have and now we're even looking at a more pressing uh, threat of the Chinese who have become military expansionists and they're in Africa. If you don't believe that, check it out. Go that. And if you don't believe that they're in, they now own the Panama Canal and only military age people are deployed. Men, by the way, are deployed to both Africa and the Panama Canal. So that's a fact. And we built the Panama Canal. So, just something to chew on. I'm just telling you my thoughts on this. I'm back, by the way. Yeah, okay, well, that's great timing because we've got to head out now and uh, we'll try to get an after show archived as well. We've, as always, covered a lot of ground here, folks. It's been a really quite a, a weird one. <laughs> you know, it's always with, a good time. But I think we managed to recover quite nicely, thanks uh, in no small part to Kaiser and the technical assistance that he offered. So we're going to have a patchwork of streams cobbled together here. I know I'm going to focus with my end of things here, the post-production, getting something together where we can then add it to the archive.org account that we have in place. Once again, no longer affiliated in any formal sense with Podomatic. Still waiting for them to get their act together. Speaking of not only the intellectual dark web, but the lunatic left and the like, which uh, you find uh, more often than not based out of places such as the San Francisco Bay Area. But yeah, that about does it. We're going to be back next week with episode 115, Sons and Daughters of Liberty. Don't forget to check out our World Pirate Radio News midweek news stream. This will be, I guess, show number 15. Hopefully we'll have Kaiser drop by and join us there for that as well. If you enjoyed what we put together here today we got a tip jar that we've set aside here, folks, that you can contribute to via either Patreon or straight-up donations through PayPal, $5, 10 $20, $50. Depends how generous you're feeling. It helps to fuel this enterprise and keep things running along smoothly here, as well as the fact that we 
do redistribute half of everything we manage to set aside for charity. That's a good thing. And I think one of the things that attracted Mr. Anderson to what it is that we've got put together here, I know he didn't have a chance to address that head on during the conversation here. Just throwing that out there for listeners. Maybe there's some other people out there who think that's a pretty good idea as well, too. So until we meet again out on the high digital seas, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a thing or two here before we wrap, but we're just going to have to keep things moving along. Listeners can even maybe hear that we've got a little bit of reconstruction and repairs taking place here on uh, the lower decks. So busy here as always, though, folks. Back next week with episode 115, Sons and Daughters of Liberty. I'm your host, as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder, bidding you adieu on behalf of the ship's crew, Captain Long John Sinclair, Kaiser Schuff, and everyone else that helped out with this week's really wacky and bizarre live stream. Tally-ho. I know. There we be. Having carefully looked over each of our navigation panel instruments, checking every level, switch, dial, cable, knob, and pulley, by all accounts and indications, we indeed see it's time once again to drop anchor inside Mystic Bay and draw an end to another week of Pirate Radio Podcasts. Remember, if you're looking for a little more lively online action, keep in mind we've likely got yet another great free-flowing rogues gallery after show coming up for the next hour in either Skype, Google Hangouts, or Appear.in. Also, if you've in any way enjoyed or found yourself benefiting from the shows we've tirelessly produced over the past two years, you might want to drop by our Patreon tip jar page and lend a little support. Half of all network donations go directly to charity. Help to keep those numbers growing over on Patreon, and we'll be able to extend even more of a generous pirate hand. Looking forward now to the balance of 2018, we're still not quite yet booked. So if you yourself have a new, novel, intriguing, or otherwise underreported idea unique individual, or pressing item in mind, be sure to either drop us a line directly over on WPRPN.com or fire us a quick email via PirateOneRadio at gmail.com. We're always open to exploring fresh creative suggestions, intriguing guest ideas, cutting-edge discussion topics, and captivating themes. You can further embark on your own personal pirate journey by either liking, commenting on, subscribing to, or just following us via virtually any mainstream social media platform, including Twitter, Facebook, Google+, or Minds.com. So don't forget to become engaged. Until we meet again out on the high digital seas, I'm your host as always. The ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Tally ho.